0: Testing, this is me talking away from the mic in a very empty, echoey room. Testing, this is me talking right here. Ooh, how weird is this? Now what happens if I turn up the volume? Okay. Now what happens if I turn it down? Does my voice go away? Let's see. No, I think it's still here. Whoa. (laughs) Hi, this is Robin, and welcome to So It Goes. This podcast is a collection of audio postcards, if you will, from daily life and lessons in my 20s. Thanks for being here, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, it's Robin. Welcome back to So It Goes and the last installment of the three part series we've been doing for this month, um, which is called How to Make Deep Connections. Pretty self-explanatory. Let's recap what we've talked about already. I won't spoil it if you haven't listened already. You should go back and listen. Um Part one, a couple weeks ago, was called Remember the Details, and that's talking about when you first meet somebody, it's a great foundation to remember things that they've mentioned and ask follow-up questions about stuff that they said they have going on in their life because it shows you care. Okay, addendum, because my editing software decided to just delete like 30 seconds of my audio, which is not a huge deal, but mildly annoying, so... (laughs) I got to re-record this part. Basically, I was just recapping that part two of this series was the tip of making plans with people because if you do that, those plans become memories that only you and the person or the people that you make them with, that becomes a memory that only you guys share. So I feel like that's a really impactful way to deepen your connections with people. How to deepen... Wait, deep in his word, right? But finally, we've come to the last part, which is about how to keep in touch well with other people. So whether you're moving apart from each other and you're not gonna be in the same space, or maybe it's even just a friendship that you've realized, okay, like I don't spend so much time with them and maybe in some cases you don't even want to, but, You still do want to be friends. Whatever is the case, this is a tip for how to stay in touch better with people and to keep up communication because it can be hard. Now, I am not going to sit here and tell you uh, just to to be quick (laughs) with messages and to reply to people and have hours-long phone calls with people, text a lot, post a lot on social media because, number one, ain't nobody got time for that, but number two... Even if you do got time, some people are like me and I just like, I don't know. I just have this aversion to texting and sometimes even calling. It just, it seems very daunting to me. I think it's because I become such a perfectionist about my replies to people and I care so much that I want to craft the perfect response. So I will literally leave it for, I mean, I think my record is like several months of not replying to people. Um, and, And and that's certainly not my tip for today, Uh, but I'm just saying all this to make my point that I'm not going to talk about the quantity and the frequency of how often you stay in touch with somebody. Instead, we're going to talk about the way you can improve the quality of the, the times that you do connect or the times that you do reach out. To make a very long introduction short, let's boil it down to two words, send photos. There are two sides to this. Number one, send photos, literally send photos to people. The other side is send photos in air quotes, as in tell people to send you photos. Let's go into this so I can tell you what I mean. A standard text when you're trying to keep in touch with somebody, whether they're close or maybe you're striking up conversation again with somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, a standard text can just be, hey, thinking of you, how are you? Oh." The ever vague and broad, broad, broad question of how are you to which the same answer, which is so ever unspecific yet so narrow answer is given. Good. How are you? <laughs> it's so normal. I get it. I do it too. But, um, you, you, I'm just saying, you know how that goes. And then it kind of goes into small talk. Oh, what have you been up to? and then you give maybe some um, sort of major life update that maybe they haven't heard. And then you like try to make small talk comments on that, things like that. But I have started to do this recently. And I really think it just, it, it really adds depth, I feel like to our (laughs) text conversation. Um, I send photos. So not only do I give an update or talk about some facet of my life, but even if they haven't asked for it, like I send them a photo. Think of when you were a kid, you didn't want to just read no picture books, right? Like you didn't want to just read words. It was so much more exciting to have it come alive with illustrations to accompany the words and to visualize something in your mind. And so think of it as the same. Text them your major life update, text them whatever you want to say in words, or maybe you're like me and do a lot of voice memos, send them another podcast. Um, but accompany that with visuals. It doesn't have to be a big video, actually, please know, because that murders people's storage, but just send a picture, say, I graduated college, oh, and here's, here's the picture of me at the ceremony, or, um, yeah, my little sister is growing up so much. Oh, here's a recent picture of us. Like, It might not be, first of all, requested. They might not have asked for it. And it might not be something like earth shattering that'll really make or break the conversation. But the point is that it just adds something to visualize. And it also makes it feel much more personal. It's different than just reading something versus Getting this photo, which feels like a a capture in time of somebody's life and they're sharing it with you and you're getting a real insight, like no pun intended, but real insight, literally a visual of their life and they're bringing you into it. It might seem small, but it truly is powerful. And I think that also sets the tone for the conversation because um, I've just noticed that when I started to do this and started sending accompanying pictures to people they, like, you, I guess you can't say you hear them light up because you're texting, but you kind of see the shift in tone. Like, it becomes more personal. They're more excited. They get to comment on the pictures. It's literally vibrant because they're color pictures usually. Um, it, I've just noticed it's a small thing, but it makes a big difference. And that's all you could ask for, right? Like, you love, we love those high-yield things in life. So I've really come to love this tip, sending pictures to people when having a conversation and trying to stay in touch. However, I understand that this is not something that everybody necessarily thinks of, and I don't feel like it's really common practice, at least not with the people I usually talk to. Usually it's just the texts and it's just the calls and things like that. Um, and, and that's fine. Like, who expects it? Nobody. It's it's such a bonus because it isn't expected. But I would say, if you really feel like you want to elevate a conversation with somebody, ask them. That's why the air quotes come in, like I said before. Ask them, send photos like, oh, I want to see what you're up to. Or if they mention that they travel to a certain place, maybe you could go, ah, oh, like send pictures with the heart, eyes emoji or something like, I want to see it. And I feel like if you phrase it that way, it doesn't even make it sound like you're asking them to do something very difficult or like you're asking them to pull their weight and like do something to add to this conversation. It's almost like selflessly selfish because you're kind of creating this idea that you want to see it and they're doing you a favor if they send you those pictures and you get to see this thing. So um, I, I would encourage you to encourage others to send you pictures. If you're worried about storage, like The cool thing is you don't have to hold on to these pictures. You can delete it afterwards or something. But I really think it's just a nice touch to any conversation and staying in touch. I forgot to mention this before, but on the point of you're kind of bringing people into your life in some kind of way by sending them pictures, visuals of what's going on in your life, like here's a tangent side note, I am always, I'm always really curious what people's parents look like, or their siblings, or their husband, or their wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, pets, whoever, whatever it is. But I'm not just going to go and ask them. It's just so random, and it sounds weird to like, can, can I please see a picture of your husband? You know, whatever. It seems weird. Um But I think by you doing that without people asking, it's like, it's interesting for them. At least I think so. Otherwise, maybe I'm just not Normal, but I'm pretty sure this is a normal thing. Like most people are curious and you by giving them that visual without them having to ask for it, you're kind of opening up those doors and kind of making things accessible that way. So that's, that's a side note of why I really love this tip. So yeah, sending pictures, sending photos, or on the other hand, asking people to send pictures. Um, I think that's a great. That's a great way, I speak from personal experience, to really elevate your conversations with people when you're trying to stay in touch. Again, whether that is over long distance or even with friends who who live on campus with you or in the same town or whatever, but you're not necessarily meeting up all the time for whatever reason. I think it's a great way. I mean, think of it as, ah, I should have thought of this before. This would have, been a great hook or like a, a great um, way to sum it all up. It's basically like a personalized social media. It feels way more intentional because it's not just that they can see all the stuff you post on Instagram, but you're going out of your way to curate an experience for them. And sharing with them um different pictures of of what you want them to see and what you're talking about and stuff. Ah, I should have thought of that earlier, but I think that's a good way to think about it and, and really to to understand why why it has so much meaning. But yeah, with that, that sums up this series. I guess, should it be a mini series, should I call it? It feels so long in my life because it's over three weeks, but in the grand scheme of things, that is a drop in the bucket. I will say another tangent here. It's so, it's so frustrating in a way for lack of better words, because I have, I kid you not, I have so, so many ideas, which is why I even started this podcast because I was always, always collecting random tidbits and ideas and personal development tips and stuff. Always writing notes everywhere, like to the point where it was overwhelming for me to think about because I'm generating, I feel like at least five a day. I'm always learning from life. And so I had so many that I just wanted one place to talk about it all, hence this podcast. Um But where I was going with that is that I have all these ideas. So it's certainly not that I'm lacking ideas. If anything, I have the contrary problem. I have so many that I'm just like so eager to get them out. And if I could, I feel like I would post an episode every single day, but obviously it's not realistic and it's just not sustainable as I'm going to get more busy in life inevitably and stuff. So I'm trying to just be like, Robin, stay consistent. Just the once a week, the Thursday episodes are good because it might seem like less than you want to do right now. I've thought of like two a week for sure. But it might seem like less than I want to do right now, but sometimes it's going to be more than you can handle. And I think you're just going to thank yourself if you keep this sweet spot of once per week. But there is just so much I want to talk about. Um, Not only tidbits and tips, but also just like musings about life, philosophical thoughts, all the things. But I guess I still have the rest of my life to do this podcast when I'm 90s even. So I guess I have plenty of time. Um, anyways, what was I saying with that? Oh, yeah. So, so to me, <laughs> three weeks feels like a long time to just stick on one sort of main topic. But I'm glad that we did this little series or mini series, however you want to call it. I think it's been fun and a good experience. Maybe I'll do it again. Anyways, thank you so much. tuning in. I really hope that you have enjoyed these topics. Um, Next week, I believe we'll be back with regular scheduled programming, and I'll just go back to a hodgepodge of individual episodes. I don't know how anybody feels about that. Should I make it more theme-based? I'm not sure. But anyways, I'm so happy to be doing this always. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next Thursday. Bye! How am I being allowed to podcast? I don't think I deserve the air space, air waves, wave space. I uh,